CBiz Media presents All the Single Ladies. All right, everyone, welcome, welcome to All the Single Ladies Chat with CBiz Media. This is Irene, and we have some great ladies in the room with us. We have Susan as well as Yazara. How are you doing, ladies? Wonderful, wonderful. What about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful as well. So excited to just get into our topics and chat. So I'm going to start with Susan. Susan, can you give us your full name and tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name is um, Susan Weatherspoon Elamine, and they call me um, the Pink Soldier. I am a nurse, a um, um, army veteran, um, substance abuse counselor, <laughs> author, um, and I have a nonprofit called Pink Soldiers United and a sub organization called Junior Pink Soldiers United, working with female veterans and with young girls from seven to seventeen years of age. And so, um, yes, yeah, so I've been doing that for probably the past like four years, working, getting it together. When I I initially um, began working with my nonprofit. I left the Veterans Administration um, because I had been there at two different VAs and I saw a need with female veterans where they really needed to need. And then, you know, as I saw that need, I really had to go back and look at where it all starts and it starts when we're little girls. So, you know, so that was what the foundation was for me to be, go ahead and begin Pink Soldiers United and then Junior Pink Soldiers which my granddaughter is the co-founder of Junior Pink Soldiers. So I see you had your motivation. Is there a, a more of a personal motivation as to why you decided to take on these different um, organizations and groups that are helping and supporting women? The, the, primary, the primary reason is because of being an Army veteran. We females in the military, we have a... a a, a different experience to a certain degree but the way that we're trained in the military we're trained just as men are trained and so it creates a disconnect um, with our femininity at certain times and we understand it we don't lose it but it's just that you have a certain standard that you have to carry being a soldier and um, there's a lot of misogynism and a lot of different um, um, situations that affect how we soldier and eventually how we mother. And so um, being survivor of someone who has had gone through um, the different traumas that you can go, and I'm, I'm speaking sexual traumas and I'm not a combat vet, but there's a lot of females that are combat vets. And so, you know, the struggle is just really real. And so as I worked at the Veterans Administration, then I worked in SART, I worked in the, it's the substance abuse program, but I worked in all areas of mental health because I'm a mental health nurse and I worked in I'm outpatient and inpatient. And as I began to see the need grow, you know, from the females that were coming into these different programs, I also could see myself in them. And so the, the ladies were getting younger and there are a lot of women out there that just having issues with mothering, adjusting to society um, and then having a lack of trust simply because of a lot of the things that you tend to go through. And so, and and that's women, civilian women as well. The main difference with being in the military is that 
you know, your options are not, you just can't get up and quit, you know? So, so that, so the understanding that I have gained with uh, um, female veterans that were recent, that were patients in the past, you know, was that, you know what, that we need some help where there's a hole in the system that, that is not able to really um, meet our needs. And so we needed a different space just for female veterans. And so that's why Pink Soldiers United was created because I also have post-traumatic stress disorder. The programs that they have at the VA, I've gone through those programs as well. And so I really have an understanding of where, you know, how you feel, you know, how you try to move on as a woman, you know, and as a, even whether you're married or then being a single woman, it's even harder, especially if you're raising children. And so, you know, there's just a lot of different areas um, that we really, really need to really need some help on. And in the civilian community, as I said, as well, you know, because. Thank you so much for sharing this and, and talking about that PTSD. Or what is your marital status? I'm a widow. Okay, so coming from that perspective and also going through uh, PTSD from everything that you've gone through and you said different sexual abuses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, for, for the single ladies that are listening, how do you try to, again, start again and try to trust people again and and try to put yourself out there as a woman that has gone through and is now a widow um my husband passed away january 2021 it was my second marriage i would have to say the one thing i had to really learn how to do was i had to learn how to love susan if you do not have self-love if you do not have self-awareness then you know the way that life affects you is going to continue to affect you the same way because you you don't know how to go back and use a um an intervention tool and so it all begins with self-love and then making a decision because the one thing i realized out of everything i learned in life was that i have to make a choice am i going to choose to be happy am i going to choose to fight this thing that's in me that weighs me down that you know that i don't know um that there is fear and where you know the, the lack of trust and all of that comes in with self-love because once you know who you are then the things that you have to address in life or the different issues you know you're looking at it with a clear mind and you know okay well this is not what i want but what am i going to do moving forward and that moving forward is getting involved with other activities getting do some healthy activities i started gardening I started um, um, crafting and I like to cook. And so, and I'm I'm a movie buff. (laughs) So there's a lot of different things that I use and I'm a reader. And so um, those tools are tools that, that we would need because you have to do some things in your life where you can learn how to look at you and where you can sit in self. I love that. Again, can you tell me a little bit more about i know you said you had a book and i want to get back to that later on but like if somebody wanted to reach out to you or connect with you uh, what's the best way they can do that my email um, is pink soldiers united at gmail.com my facebook page is um, pink soldiers united at facebook those are the two primary 
um, areas where you can reach out to me. But I am also on Instagram under under the underscore pink underscore um, soldier underscore. And then it says sway, S-W-E at the end of it on Instagram. And then I also, my business phone number is 910-257-7191. And I'm always available. I'm always available because I try to reach out to the community, the community at large. But as I said, primarily the female veteran community, and I help male veterans as well who are trying to seek um, resources and different things like that. So, We hope you are enjoying our chat. If you would like to show your support for this podcast, please tell a friend. Follow us on Spotify, stop into our online store or donate. Visit cbiztvmedia.com that's cbiztvmedia.com to learn more. Be a guest. Connect with us by email at cbizmedia1 at gmail.com. Thank you. Yes, Zara, we want to get to you. Can you please let everyone know your full name and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Yazara, Y-A-H-Z-A-R-A-H. And Yazara is a name that I, I gave myself. Um, my father named me Yah after my grandmother in Ghana, West Africa, who passed away when she was 103 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, she assisted in raising 29 children. 10 of which were her own, and my father was the only surviving male heir of 29 children, three boys. He was the only one who lived. Um, needless to say, he thought he was Mufasa. Um, <laughs> 16 of us, so I, I'm, I'm proud to say that I have 16 siblings, but I am my mother's only child, and she is her mother's only daughter. Um, I'm from Washington, D.C., by way of Ghana, West Africa, a proud graduate of Duke Ellington School of Performing Arts, and some people may know me for the work I did in arranging for um, Black folks' most beloved Erica Badu on her Mama's Gun record in 1999, 2000, I'd like to say. Well, that's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects that you're working on right now? Do you have anything up and coming that we can look for? Sure. Um, previous to what I'm doing right now, I was singing background for Lenny Kravitz and Madonna and during that time, I had a chance to kind of compile an intimate diary of the things I was experiencing. Um, basically, being a woman who, who went from uh, being a homemaker uh, to becoming a mother and an unwed mother, and then uh, having to give up my son in order to go back out on the road to, to basically care for us. Um, the things that I learned as a result of the sacrifices I had to make to not only follow a dream, but also to, to survive and to allow that dream to survive while I did so. Um, I put into an album um, that I released during the pandemic. So it was kind of one of those, thing, one of those things I would say is a tree that fell in the forest um, that some people heard. Um, but I released it for the some people who would hear it um, because the story of my life. Um, I nearly lost myself in an amalgam of a relationship um, that I would call my marriage. And on the way out of that marriage, I got pregnant with my son. And I have no regret. Um, people 
told me I was crazy. I was on the brink of uh, being nominated for a Grammy. I'd been uh, considered for a Grammy in six categories, which was a blessing as an independent artist. But it's so interesting how we can forget ourselves when we become immersed in loving another person, specifically because so often we're told that the affirmation of our femininity is to catch somebody, <laughs> to marry somebody, and then to bear someone's child. And we're so much more than that. But the but the way that many in our generations, at least I have a baby, I had a baby with my mom who told me I was going to go to college, meet my husband, you know, and then become a homemaker. Um, while she did encourage me to have something to fall back on, um, I know many of us did by that hype you know we we thought that we, we were going to have some american dream but i remember when my ex-husband looked me in my eye and asked me when i'm going to start paying my own medical insurance i think that i had forgotten who i was so much so that even once i had become unhappy i was willing to stay and sacrifice very important years of development in my own career um so the record the ceremony um, that i released most recently is i, I believe a uh, a story full of anthems that I wrote for myself to remind myself why I could never go backwards and also to remind me where I was going. That sounds amazing. You've had such an amazing journey. And has the music kind of been therapeutic for you and like the healing process of everything that you've went through? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I still didn't pour all the tape. You know, I definitely um, tried to make this record about my growth opposed to what happened because I'm not a victim. Everything I'm, I did, I decided to do. Maybe I was young, I was naive, but my spirit, my, my inner sense, and I always talk about that thing that's our gut that we don't trust enough. Um, and I think that that's because we're so encouraged to believe that we are not in control of our destiny. Um, I am, my, my religious tradition is, is Christianity, but I don't believe Jesus wants to hold the wheel all the time. You know, I believe that God is waiting for us to understand that we are the thing we've been waiting for and to put ourselves first. And, um, you know, creating this music was really my diary of how I got there, opposed to me saying to people, you know, screw you, now I'm bigger and better. Although <laughs> the first iteration of that album did have some songs that some would think were me reading somebody. Um, and, but over time, as I started to change and evolve and stop being so angry about what happened and start to change my situation for the better, I stopped worrying. Um, I don't know if anybody is out there has read The Four Agreements, but I think it's a book that nearly changed my life because I realized that some people are where they are. They would have done what they did, whether it was me or someone else. I'm the one who has the choice to stay in the experience or decide to, to pump the brakes and change where I am transmute this into something else different than what I'm seeing because I don't have to die I don't have to give up and I don't have to give myself away either mm -hmm. so the ceremony is my diary of how I learned and remembered that and even sometimes I step to remind myself again my own personal life I have a lot of stories to tell I've seen a lot of things but I think will be empowering to others so presently I'm working on my memoir um, I've also been casted in the very first all-black casting of um a trilogy called Protector of the Gods, where I'll be playing the lion goddess Shekmet. Um, it's a black director. Um, Hill Harper is one of the producers, along with Rhonda Ross, Diana Ross's daughter, and I'm also a producer on that film. Mm. Um, I'm working on a table book uh, because I've been in the music business for 26 years. I got my gig singing background for Erica when I was 19 years old. 
and you know I got on a flight to Dallas, Texas, and you know she wanted somebody from Dallas, but they wanted somebody good. So I got on a plane with all I had, and I did not have a return home ticket. I had to step out on faith with all that I had, and I I had an audition for her, and um, she sung background for me while I sung the Gap Bands. You are my high. I learned 14 songs in three days, and then I was out on the road for seven years, and had a chance to arrange on, you know, I think one of the world's most beloved albums, Mama's Gun. Changed my life, you know, and I was writing my first album at the same time, um, falling in love, having relationships. Um, often my friends have said I had the Mary J. Blige syndrome where I write the best songs when I'm sad. Um, I'm very glad to say that the ceremony is not about um, a bunch of sad love songs, but realizations. Um, anybody who's heard my first record would always know that I, I guess I would say I was a sucker for love, but now I am. Um, in a different iteration of love, which includes the first love that anyone should have, the one, the one that loves themselves. Um, as a disciple of Ifa, one of the things that is a tenet, most important three things are, first, you give to yourself, then you give to your family, then you give to your community, but only in that order. And so often we as, we as women of color, we as black women are mm -hmm. raised and bred to sacrifice. Mm-hmm bread and raised to sacrifice and even to shun other women who decide to not do so. I think that um, I stand for a movement of mental health that leaves black women liberated and I do my best to assist that through music, but I also do a retweet, pardon, not retweets, retreats um, with a good friend of mine, Hadia Barbell. Um, we've done midnight ceremonies, we've done um, ceremonies where people have just had release and crying. We've had uh, midnight ceremonies where women have talked about the abuses that they've had. We've had co-ed ones where there have been brothers releasing some of the things that they've had in challenge. Um, the idea is to, you know, I can't necessarily just change the world with my voice. I have to use these hands and these experiences to do something great. So that's my tithe to the world when I'm not singing. You've done so many amazing things and I want to ask you, what is your relationship status at this point? Um, presently, I'm single. Um, I just left a relationship that I was in for 11 years. Um, after my divorce, I, I met this person when my son was six months old then. We were together until very recently. Um, but I will say that I think that the relationship ended long before we before we said goodbye. Um, you know, sometimes people must leave in layers because at some point, if you've been with somebody long enough, they become a part of your DNA. Uh, but I was able to eventually push through that because there was something I knew that I wanted and that we both deserved that we were not getting. And I knew I wasn't and was worth what I wanted. Um, and some would say at 45, that some of the things that this man was providing me was reason enough to stay, but not for me. I think that breaking a generational curse in my family would be me simply being willing to stand on my own two feet and believe in what it is I have to give the world. I've been mm -hmm. considered for a Grammy. I've traveled across the world. I've sung with Lenny Kravitz. I have shaped fashion by working with him and by myself. And I would never have done those things if I had always been chasing after some man to do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love your perspective and 
Are you? Do you feel like you're going through the healing process of leaving this relationship, or do you just feel like empowered and free? Like, what are you feeling right now that that you've recently left this relationship? Are you healing, or are you just free and happy to be released? Like, what are what are your thoughts? Oh no, I'm definitely experiencing experiencing the stages of grief. I love this person. I wanted to have children with them. Um, those who knew us thought we were the great black hope. You would see us together and think we were the hope and the dream of the slave. Listen, <laughs> it's like the fat boy is breaking up. Uh, but um, you know what I'm saying. But but and, and we're still very good friends. He will always be my son's Baba. You know, and and I love him. I will love him dearly and deeply for the rest of my life. But he's just not my husband. He's somebody's, but he's not mine. And I, I want him to be blessed. And I know he wants that for me. And, and that's a lot. I was married to somebody who doesn't want me to do that well. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah, and I'm healing. I'm healing, but I'm ready. My heart is open. Mm -hmm. I am dating. And I'm ready for love. Mm -hmm. But in my time, the first person I'm falling in love with is me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Susan and Yazara, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your take and your story. You've just been through so much. And I like how you are taking your story and your situation and you're giving back to other women. You're giving back to the community at large. And it's just a beautiful thing because a lot of times we can be caught or stuck in our situations when it comes to our relationships or our life or our traumas. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful that you guys are, are healing in some ways, um, but you are still strong enough and able to just pour back into your community because you can get stuck in that place where you can't give to anyone else. You can't give to yourself. So self-love was one thing that I pulled from both of you ladies, that how important self-love is for the single woman and to recognize those things and that's really your basis if you want to move forward into a relationship and also with susan saying you know do things that you love and just and also yazara saying you know don't don't make your focus chasing after a partner or whatnot this isn't your focus your focus is your self-love your purpose your goals your dreams and just doing the things that you love and God will let everything else fall into place as it needs to. And, you know, we're all on a journey. And I know you ladies have done so much, but you're still continuing your journey of what, where God wants you to be. So we're not going to always have it all figured out, no matter how accomplished we may be. And you guys have shown us that. You ladies have shown us that. But you've shown us that even though you may still be trying to figure things out and you're going through your journey, you can still pour back in to others and they can learn lessons. They can be blessed by your story. And that's really at the end of the day, I think why we go through all the challenges that we do go through because our testimony, our test is something that can bless someone else and say, hey, I got through it. You can get through it. This is how I did it. And this might work for you as well. So I want to thank both of you ladies for coming on and sharing. Um, did you have any final words? Uh, I'll start with Susan. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, I might have a book called The Relationship of Me, an introduction to the pink soldier. I began to call myself the pink soldier when I began 
fighting for female veterans and for um, due to the fact that we're one of the most compromised populations in the United States. And um, so when I wrote my book, the book, it tells the story of how I become the pink soldier. And I don't, it's not like a full bio, but what it is, is it just discusses, it talks about me from the beginning because my military brat as well. And so, and then the different, the draw, the, um, the different places that we've lived, you know, the experiences that I've had. I talk about the military. I talk about the things that happened to me in the military because I had to be transparent to let a lot of women know because a lot of women, they won't say anything. They, they, after all, they could be in the military. They could be out 20 years. And a lot of them, they never told their family about experiences they had or anything. And so I wanted it to be a voice to say, you know, open up because, you know, when we hold pain, you know, then, you know, what it does is that it traps us into a specific space and makes it hard to truly grow and really find who you are. And so um, the book, it was like, it was, it was a piece of my heart that I had to share, but I'm also a poet. So it has poetry and I have like what I have short stories and I have um, what I call sidebar conversations that talks about love, that talks about forgiveness, that talks about um, parenting, it talks about sexuality. And so there is a, there's a lot for a lot of people, you know, in the book. And so I'm just um, blessed and I'm thankful that I was able to finish the book and be able to put that information out there. And so I just want to encourage everybody to read it because if you read it, you can find yourself between the lines. You know, you can truly find yourself. And it's the relationship of me, an introduction to the Pink Soldier um, by Susan Weatherspoon Elamine. And you can get it from Amazon, um, from Books A Million, through Barnes & Noble, you know, and a lot of different websites. The Audible will be coming out the first week of the year. And also the ebook will be coming out in the first week of the year as well. And so I'm really excited about um, the, those books, those different venues of being able to um, to provide that for different people because a lot of people, everybody's moving nowadays. So, uh, so many people listen to Audible now until, you know, it is um, it is just like kind of like a standard type of way to um, to read now for a lot of people because life is just busy for everyone. But I wanted yeah. to say, uh, Zara, I wanted to say, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for, you know, who you are, being the strong woman that you are, sis. And, um, you know, and I look, I had to take a little bit of notes. I had to take some notes over here. You know, I do want to say three words that my, my parents always said to me. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. I say it in my book a lot. Keep it moving. The minute that you sit still and allow everything to jump in your spirit and to leave there. You're isolating yourself from the world. And then the battle is truly hard. It's, it's a hard battle, but you have to make the choice to say, I'm going to win and we can all do it. We can do it. So. Thank you. So thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, thank you Susan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Irene, I just want to say one other thing, though. Um, in March, I'm going to be rebranding Pink Soldiers and Junior Pink Soldiers. And so everyone, please um, look out um, the female veterans and young girls, seven to 17. I'm currently in the Charlotte area, 
at this moment, but for pink soldiers, for the female veterans, it's the, the experience. There'll be a lot of things that they can experience online. And so just look out for the rebranding March the 1st um, of um, 2024. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. And um, I'm looking forward to the fact that Department of Defense, they're looking to support pink soldiers because they understand the need. And so, you know, I just wanted to kind of like put that out there. So, and thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, I'm here. Sarah? Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much. Can, do you have any final words that you would like to share and any information about how they can get your music and Absolutely. how they can connect with you? First, I just want to say thank you to Susan. I, I am an Army brat and I have a niece who was in the armed forces who did suffer some SA um, while in the, under the call of duty. And so mm -hmm. we would like you to advocate for women and women of color specifically in the armed forces. So thank God for you. I just wanted to give you that deference. And um, a lot of what you said also resonated with me. Uh, with that said, you know, my, my biggest lesson in life that I think if anybody could take this close because you know if you're listening to what Ms. Susan has said and anything that's been said today is you have to be self-encouraged. Any change that you desire to make um, may not always come with a cosign. Uh, it may ask of you strength that you never knew that you had and you will have to find it for the big and the little things. Um, and I am grateful that I know that. That's the reason why I know that God keeps pushing me for it. Um, and keeps putting me in positions to be pushed for by others and to do the same. And, and I tell everybody to please pay it forward because you do not know what others are going through. Um, I'm also uh, proud to say that I am producing my first tour along with another female artist. Um, we, we don't see enough of that. And so I am uh, producing along with her. Yes, through my uh, moniker called The Bitches Brew, uh, which is also a mentorship arm uh, that does mental health for artists who create alternative black music and uh, we do retreats we have um, call-ups and we tour together and in this particular case I'm touring with Jessie Diarlo um, she's out of LA she's from Canada she's Afro-Brazilian and I plan to perform with women throughout the diaspora but this is the first stop I'm doing DC uh, January 5th I'll be in New York January 23rd and Durham North Carolina February 17th um, as well as re-releasing re my very, very first project called Hear Me in February as well on February 14th. And this is my very first project is the one that took me around the world. Um, I'm really glad to put it out there in the world now because it was kind of before its time. And so I'm doing full band and show and there'll be some really amazing guests from the foreign exchange um, whom I used to sing with. And, and it's going to be a good night. And I'm really excited to sing the songs that I came of age um, singing when I was falling in love for the first time and becoming a woman at the first time. Um, there was a falling in love with myself that I had that was free and really open that I'm coming back into again. And I sing those songs with... Uh, a new understanding but also with renewed purpose and I want to share that with everybody so I'm going on tour and if you're interested in booking me in your city just book um, and just email purple press the number seven at gmail.com I'm doing intimate performances in people's homes um, called salons but I'm also doing live band shows at venues so either one you're welcome to book or you're welcome to sponsor just hit purple press 
the number seven at gmail.com. And you can listen to me on Spotify, Instagram, Apple Music. You can uh, pick up my music on Amazon Music as well. I'm on YouTube. You can see my live shows. And believe me, my live shows are something to see. It's like church meets juke joint. So I'm going to see something. Do you also do virtual performances as well? I have actually uh, during the pandemic, I started selling NFTs. And so I would sell NFTs to of my performances to people who wanted to invest in my career as patrons of my art. And so opposed to just having somebody buy a piece of digital real estate that may or may not ever make them money or have that type of value, what it does for them is give them currency with me. So they get three free shows a year, a year depending on how much they've paid. Um, I made close to $22,000 in NFTs last year. Um, a lot of it went back into my business and a bunch of it got me and my family through the pandemic. Um, so I'm very grateful to them. And yes, I do do virtual shows. So if somebody wants that, they can also inbox me if they want to sponsor that. Um, but I will be doing some in the future. Um, we are, I am considering doing a Christmas show. If I do, it'll be like a, a drop again for my NFT people. So that's the reason to buy my NFTs when I drop them. And I mostly put them on. Um, I'll give you guys links for them. Right now, it leaves me because this will be my first NFT in the last couple of months. Um, but it will be out. And when you get it, you can also get it with credit card. If you choose to actually keep it as a piece of actual digital real estate and you share it with others, then you get a chance to actually create a currency that means something out of my art. And I would appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you again, ladies. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Irene with CBiz Media. I want to let you guys know that I started this with all the single ladies chat. Um, really for single women to share their story and why they feel that they're single. There's so many different instances in life that people go through. It could be divorce. It could be bad breakups. It could be different types of trauma. It can just be not meeting the right person. We all have our stories as single ladies and I wanted to connect and relate to you out there and whatever you're feeling or whatever you're going through as I share my story and other ladies share their stories that we can all connect and we can all bond and we can all be there for each other, whatever our single story may be. And I'm praying for you that if it's in your heart to no longer be a single lady, that God blesses you with that person. But as you continue your singles journey, that you be blessed, you'll be happy, you'll be inspired, you'll have some sisters with you along the way, walking with you, and you'll know that you're not alone. So that's what it's all about, all the single ladies. Chat, if you'd like to be a part of our special segments, you can always email me, Irene, at cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. We're all about faith, love, and trends.